Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Vino Valle. And before we get things started, I just want to do a quick to mark our episode dedicated to the Saudi League and the Lebanese wine we're going to be drinking I can, today. I can, the energy is, is, is palpable right now. It, it is. is. I mean, not not many times. I'll do it one more time. Oh, I'm ready to run through a wall right I'm, now. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about yeah, that. No, I'm feeling good. So we're back. Another episode. Before we get started... There's always a couple standing items. So there is always this. Is this well, the standing Mike Wall honesty hour? Mike Wall honesty hour will come later, and it's actually it's pretty light. I don't okay. think there's there's more things that I just wanted to clarify. Didn't really mess up on. I don't think we we misspoke in any, but just clarify some things. But before that, Rye, yes, my buddy, how are you? Here we are, episode four. So excited, back in action. It's the eve of the eve of of Turkums of Thanksgiving. My, I mean, it's like one and one a holidays for me. I freaking love Thanksgiving. You, you and uh, Bob Belcher. Bob That's Sparkers, true. He loves, loves I, a good I Thanksgiving. Love cooking all day, having all the energy in the kitchen. It gives me great joy. Uh, and then there's obviously the immediate turnaround the next day. Yeah. Acquiring the Christmas tree, diving just balls deep, balls into, deep into yeah. into the Christmas spirit. Yeah. I've already got my my rough list of movies we're gonna watch, and uh, no, I'm excited. What uh, what's been going on? Two day work week for uh, you. So you don't have school tomorrow. Do not. It Ooh. was given as a staff appreciation day. So uh, I'm gonna be a little groggy in the morning. I've got. Oh, yeah. I've got to work. So yeah, we Thursday and Friday. Not off, this guy. Not this guy. Nope. I'm gonna watch the rainfall. Fantastic. Yell at my kids all day. Play with my trains. That's the only mention of trains. I just want to get out there. I just gotta remind the people. I did give Ryan a death stare. He knows. He, did, yeah. he knows. This is this isn't the the platform for that. Uh, but let's see what else is going on. Uh, we just celebrated Friendsgiving we together, did. which was which was phenomenal. We had our we call it our family dinner crew, and we had a couple other extra people in, and we served or I served take all like the leftovers from Thanksgiving, but we just do it up front, and we do it in slider format on King's Wine Rolls, and I. It was awesome. I was so full. Though. Yeah, I was really uncomfortable. But like the car the, ride home, it was like short breaths, and just like, just like one one speed bump or, or hiccup, uh, or pot, just pothole, paint the inside spray, of the car, <laughs> spraying the dashboard. Yeah, but it was it was phenomenal. I was whenever we we all get together, it's it's a great time. And I think the best part was that all of our kids seem to just generally enjoy each other's company. Which yes. Later in life, they're I mean, one way or another, they're. They're stuck. Yeah, we're, we're not true. going anywhere, so they better. But it, it is just nice to see that they naturally enjoy each other's company, and I mean, pretty much just played by themselves in the basement while yeah. we were just, just being kids and drinking wine and, and eating sliders. So yeah. couldn't have had it any better. Joyce occasion. But yeah, other than that, you know, things have been going well. Obviously, very excited for this episode yep. as we you know wrap up the month of. November and then dive into yeah the holly jolly Christmas can't wait you know, the glorious time of year so really Jingling excited balls. about those bells I mean bells Mike Ryan. Christmas has come early for some of us as I've uh, been the last week wake up wake from your slumber one morn you you wipe the the sleep from your eyes I think I know where you're going with this you you may you give your wife a a, a gentle good morning kiss. Which she does not acknowledge because it is far too early for any form of, of, of romance, romantic advances. So you roll over, you open up your phone, might do some scrolling, you check the news, and oh, what, what could it be? Could it be the 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 Merseyside rivals of Everton, bottom of the barrel? A ten point deduction. Now, just inform the folks who might not know why they received such a deduction. Breach of financial fair play. So essentially, there's you know only so much money that you can utilize for player salaries and, and, and so on and so forth, and you have to kind of allocate all of those, basically how much money you made to go towards how much you can spend for players. And in this instance, Everton had one breach of that financial fair play, so they were docked 10 points, which brought them into the relegation zone. Now, well-established, not a numbers guy. I understand everything you told me. Now, that was one breach of said financial something-somethings. I think there's another, coincidentally enough, Saudi-owned team that may have a few more than that? Just a wee bit, yes. Ah. Manchester City has over 100, well, allegedly over 100 breaches breaches of financial fair play. Now, those out there are kind of following it, and obviously 
from my circle, the Liverpool fans and, and rival clubs that are wondering, like, when's the hammer going to fall? Here's, here's the difference, right? So Chelsea came in contact with this with breaches of financial fair play, and they were, Doc, they couldn't spend any money in the transfer window for, I think it was like two, two okay. years. Everton, again, one breach, yeah. Doc, 10 points. Now, the, the two things that Chelsea and Everton did that I don't believe that Manchester City are doing is they complied with the charges with the FA. They did everything they were they supposed to do. They took their medicine. Exactly. Okay. They, they took their medicine. They, they took the hit. 10 points. Now, I, I do love to see Everton fail. I think 10 points is a, is a little harsh, but Manchester City has kind of gone the opposite. Now, they're, the way that the FA got their hands on these breaches of financial fair play is that someone from within either – I think it was either within the organization or actually someone hacked the Manchester City databases and pulled up all these documentations that confirmed the breaches of financial fair play. Oh. So now Manchester City has just fought it at every turn – kind of prolonging the situation, but... Yeah, as they're the, acquiring more and more trophies. Right. Mm-hmm. Door, doors are closing. You know, the walls are caving in. It's going to happen. So, well, what do I... Let's just hope they get their dick caught in the window. I hope they get dropped two leagues down. I hope they get stripped <laughs> all of their titles because I think it was Manchester United and Liverpool would were in second place for, like, their six titles. Yeah. So they, you know, respect, uh, respectively hey. would get those. And then I'm okay with a good team. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with you beating me because you had the better 11. Right. I just want it to be done fairly. Yeah. And I think that is my biggest fair problem play. with all fair play. Chelsea. My problem with Manchester City is it's just not done in a fair manner. So, like, yeah, you, you have a bench that's probably better than some starting 11s. But, like, right. it's not Legal. Right. So Can't do it. They need to get their dick slapped. Love it. But in the, the negative way. Right. Like the hard slap. Yeah. Not like the... Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so, you know, hopefully we can see a little bit more. I Apparently, and I just read this before you came over, is that Liverpool, of course, or John Henry, is the team, the organization pushing for a resolution to this sooner than later, hopefully yeah. by the in the next season. So we'll see. We'll see what comes of it. There's a good chance that... Nothing comes of it because there's corruption all around us. and That's true. And oh, are we going to talk about some corruption today? Oh, okay. Oh, I think so. Okay. Mm, oh, yeah. I'm excited for that. But before we get into that, yes. it is, it's only fair that we bring up our, seems to be a standing item. I think we'll, we'll bring it every time. It's the Mike Wall Honesty Hour. All right. And these are all very innocent. I didn't make myself out to be better than I was <laughs> like in a previous episode. It wasn't because my wife fucked us over in the first episode. So these are all just, you know, very innocuous, but things that needed to be pointed out. All right. First off. One. And this was more of just so mad that we didn't bring it up. During the last episode when we were talking about the lighter side, it was probably one of our favorites, but for some reason I I missed it. The record for the most yellow cards for excessive celebration was held at seven and held by our dearest Bobby Firmino. Excessive celebration is when you score a goal, you take off your shirt, and for some reason, the powers that be do not like that. They think it should be a yellow card, and so no one has done it more than our beloved Bobby Firmino. It's just the 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 juxtaposition of like him being from Brazil, a like very like passionate and like skin forward culture. Playing in England, where it's just like, oh, oh my, oh no, oh that, oh that's a man's nipple. It's always oh, the, uh, oh, put it away, please. Oh, yellow card that gentleman. It, the uh, it always reminds me of, like this. The stuck up is. I, I think I'll go to Family Guy for this. Is it's like uh, it's like that time I watched uh, that uh, British porno. Hmm, should we have sex? Yes, but let's not. <laughs> and that's like that's the end of it. But yeah, and I mean, not to mention that he just had those those massive veneers, oh, like so the bright. smile you could see from space. So. Yes. He earned every one of those yellow cards, and you know what? And he's, it's a great record. It, it, it's actually, it works out that we're talking about him because, you know, he'll, he'll probably come up a little bit later in the, in the conversation when we get into our main topic, which is going to be the Saudi Pro League and mm-hmm. its, its impact that it's had on the Premier League. Yeah. So, again, very innocent. Yep. That's one. one. Number two. Next one. When I was talking about our trip to Charleston— I believe I'd said that I drank 12 bottles of wine. In four days. In four you days. You yourself did not. 
see. Okay, you understood, yeah, I and understood. I'm sure most did, but I just wanted. There were there were other people involved. <laughs> my brother-in-law was involved. My wife was involved. My sister-in-law was involved. We had friends over. A lot of people were partaking in the drinking of wine. Yes. So yes, I may still be somewhat of a problem drinker, but just not like not. not to it's that not that worrisome. Is... It's just like it's just like. Everybody else, like, yeah, like, do oh, I have too just much? just how dried out you'd be if you drank that? Oh I mean, one, it's, like, damn near physically impossible, but just, like... Yeah. So, again, innocent, but needed to clear the air. Number three. Number three. <laughs> when talking about... Oh, Richarlson. Yep. And how I don't understand how he keeps going to these better teams. I believe the, the term I used was Fausted, which is incorrect. And for my Larry David and Kirby Enthusiasm fans, I'm, I'm so sorry. It's foisted. So uh, when you foist someone on someone else, it's, you know, you basically just make them sound better than they are. And then you pawn them off. And then that team, or that person sees how much they suck. And then they, okay. they do it again. Right. So foisted. Was. Foisted. That's Fo- number four? No. Oh, just, just three. Just All right. Three. Okay. <laughs> so we've kind of wrapped up our. Yeah, we've done we, our housekeeping. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very painless. So far, so good. So, yeah, I think... I'm thirsty, Mike. Well, then, to all our vino volleyers out there, it is time to pop those corks, indulge in a healthy pour, and dive studs up in today's episode. So, Rye Guy, all right. what are we going to be drinking today? We, as mentioned in the previous episode and posted on the socials that we have, uh, we are drinking the Masaya, which is a Lebanese wine. It is... Okay. All, All right. right. Here we go. The Messiah Lebanese wine. Uh, it is a blend of 35% Grenache Noir, uh, 35% Cinso, spelled C-I-N-S-A-U-L-T. I'll circle back to that one. And 30% Tempranillo. So did a little bit of reading, like in the five minutes before we started recording. And the uh, Sinol, could be Sinalt, but I'll go with Sinol as like the, the French way, uh, is a local arid warm grape that is usually blended with the Grenache and the Tempranillo that was brought to and is harvested in Morocco as well as Lebanon. Beautiful. And we've, I mean, we've, we've partaken in a lot of Grenache and Tempranillo, but definitely not the Sinsol. It sounds, I mean, or do you want to go with Sinsalt? I don't like that. I like Sinsol. Sinsol. Yeah. I mean, I could probably look it up, but again. I already did enough reading, and by enough reading, I mean I, I have two things open all right. on my phone. So, all right, let's hit, hit, hit us with the uh, the notes, the profile. The profile, winemaker notes. A fresh, thirst-quenching thirst wine uh, for everyday drinking, distinguished by hints of spice and pepper. Okay. Drink when young to fully enjoy its fruit. What year is that bottle? Uh, this bottle is a 2020. So, still fairly young. And the price point, this is actually the highest price point we've had on wine.com. This is a twenty two ninety nine bottle. So at least that I've looked up that I can remember. Well, really, um, just high rollers now, those, those 20, 20 yeah. range. <laughs> and this is 14.5%, so. Nothing, nothing better than yeah. on Tuesday night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so tie on your shoes and. All right, buddy. Well, let's, let's, let's do get this. that official cheers. All right, so super curious about this. Haven't taken a sip yet, but. If you know anything about me, I'm all about like uh, trying to get the most out of like the most out of little, like squeezing water from a rock. So the fact this is like an everyday wine, something that has a lot of applications, kind of like the Beaujolais mm-hmm. we drank last week. I'm excited. I'm hoping it's a little bit more. It's got a little bit more going on than the Beaujolais. Ooh, good nose feel. That smells really good right out the gate. It's funny that it mentioned peppery. I'm not getting any peppery notes on the nose. I do smell oaky. I'm smelling a little bit of berry. I think that's very good. I really like the taste of that. Yeah, not super dark. A little bit of a drier finish. Definitely dry. Like, peaking my interest right away. Some, I can see some like, tart berry there. There is, but I can see, like, the thirst-quenching notes that they mentioned on Wine.com. Like, it does have, like, a... It's, like, the feel that, like... My mouth is getting drier as, <laughs> as, 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 as I'm gonna have to go in for I'm another doing, sip to I'm doing the opposite. It it has the feeling that like Pedialyte or Gatorade gives you in your mouth. Maybe that's just a me thing. And I mean that in the best way. I fucking love Pedialyte. Good for you. 
I'm probably gonna. It's have... so sugary. Oh, I though. love it. I oh, love God. it. I'm that... probably gonna have some tonight. I might have some tomorrow morning. I get the sport one because I'm sporty. Oh, you get the one that's like, like the Pedialyte for adults. Oh um, yeah. 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 But I get like the sport one. Why? Yeah, I don't know. All right. In case I think the about Pedialyte, going for one. I will say the Pedialyte powder. Yeah. That's legit. Yeah, that's what I got. Oh, I thought you were talking like the no. I don't have like, like the Barstool Sports like hangover relief one. No, it's just like the Sport Pack of Pedialyte. I can see where they say thirst quenching. Why I can't I can't put my finger on what berry like tart blueberry maybe could be a blueberry. It's light. There's not really too much legs on it. Maybe that kind of goes with how, like the easy drinking on the on the lighter side. It's a nice color, nice ruby. The nose is great. I do I yeah. do very much enjoy the nose. We'll see how it opens up. Let it sit for a little while. Again, our method, popped an aerator in it, poured it, let it sit for a few minutes. Because it does have a little bit of bite yeah. going down. So yeah. I'll be interested if that, because it's talking about. I think about, that is the, the synthol grape. It's supposed to be like a little bit more acidic and cutting. So that's why they, they mix it usually in a triad or a trio with the Grenache and with the Tempranillo. But I'll be interested if it mellows out. All right. So now that we have kind of given our initial view of the wine, it's, it's about time for us to dive into our episode. Before I do that, I just want to, again, note our means of communication, our, our social media platforms, Instagram, VinoVolley85, our Gmail account, VinoVolley85 at gmail.com, our website, VinoVolley85 at wixsite.com slash VinoVolley. Check out the website. Yeah. We've, we actually had, we had one person from Japan Check out the website, which I thought was pretty cool. But yeah, so I would just say access it because again, we you know I'm continually updating it. Obviously, the the main page is just the the bio about us. So if you, if you know us, you don't really need to read it. But what's important, what's useful on the website is the wines page, which is going to be continually updated with the wines we drink. I've made it so that now Ryan and my score will be posted, as sometimes we have found we are not on the exact same score line. So I think it's fair to identify both scores because you could align with one more than the other. And then the brief overview of the tasting notes for the wine. And then as well, we now have the podcast page. So if you you know, are at home, you know, your phone's charging in a way, but you're on your computer, you can access the website, access the podcast page, it. and it has a podcast player there. So Beautiful. All right, Rye. So one more time as we get into it. Yeah. Let's talk about Saudi Impact on the Premier League. Okay. And Yeah. Oh man, where do we start? Because like we're gonna we've well, only got so much time. We we're not doing so like time. we're not doing like a part two to this. So uh well, let's start very general. And I'm trying to try to not speak in a some sort of southern accent, say like Saudi Arabia. Like I'm not gonna try to go there. Yeah, we did that. You're gonna talk in your voice. I'm gonna talk in my voice, which apparently is both soothing and sultry. It is. It is. Thank you. What I wanna know is general let's start with just general thoughts. What are your thoughts on it from a fan standpoint from just just a human being you know obviously we we've seen it with the the live tour for golf we've yep. we've saw the the divide that it has has caused yep. and now we're seeing you know all these players we'll, we'll get into some of the names in a little bit but we're seeing some of these players that are either maybe at the tail end of their career but some that are you know still have a lot to give they're going to this so let's hear Let's hear some of your thoughts on this, basically this up-and-coming Saudi Pro League. Okay. I did a little bit of reading, which is very unlike Whoa. me. Stop the press. I do have some things in front of me. This is something that's been interesting. Like, I've been interested in for the last couple of years because I have this weird, like, call it old-fashioned-y style of, like— Like a guy who collects trains old-fashioned? Like a guy who collects trains. Okay. The idea of your team should be, like— homegrown players and obviously it's 2023 it's not gonna happen like you're not gonna get a team from manchester that just has people from manchester i understand the sports are far too big and it's international especially when we're talking about soccer yeah dear i say soccer has gone the way of pitbull oh mr worldwide i was wondering where you're not gonna cut that one (laughs) since we've gotten out of that over the like probably but we are, and we are going to talk about that in a future episode is home homegrown talent. Yeah, so. the idea that you're not going to get just 
exclusively players from the area where your team is. Right. I mean, if you look across all the major sports, we're obviously focused on soccer. You know, you've got maybe one or two kids that come up through the academy that are exclusively local that end up making it to the big club. In the last decade, 12 years, you've now had pretty much global billionaires from all over the world. I mean, there are the Roonies and the Mars here in the States as well as the Fenway group mm-hmm. uh, that own international soccer clubs. They own a bunch of different things. They just have like a portfolio of athletic right. teams. You had the guy, the Russian guy who just owned Chelsea, who sold it. Yep. And now, yes. And now we're seeing this influx of Saudi interest, which kind of began in professional soccer. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you know nothing about this and you simply, you know, watch the big names or know like the big teams in Europe, they have sponsorships on their jerseys. Barcelona. Who sponsors? Who's on the front of their jersey? You're gonna put me on the spot for that one. Yeah, it's Emirates. PSG is AIG. It's Qatar Airways. Why don't you just start saying? Because I don't fucking know. I could also be wrong, but then again, I'm betting a thousand when it comes to just throwing shit against the wall. So I mean, Arsenal has Emirates on the front of their jersey. So you have even outside of ownership, you now have this influence from the Middle East that is throwing money towards advertising. Right now, they're buying teams. Now they're buying up real estate where these teams are. And when we talk, we've we've only been mentioning Saudi Arabia, but it's actually a consortium. It's a con- it's a group of not only Saudi billionaires and sheiks and what's the actually the term I'm looking for here? I believe it was Crown Prince as well, but they're also from Qatar as well. So all these kind of like the Arab Emirate countries are now finding ownership in these teams. I'm going to start. Hold on first. Yes. Because it's the Mike Wall Honesty Hour. Yeah. So Spotify is actually the sponsor on the front of Barcelona's jersey. Fuck. Emirates is the sponsor on Real Madrid's. That's my bad. It's all right. Okay. That we, this way, it saved, I'm also I'm trying, trying to like. Saved you from the, I'm also Mike trying Wall. to like read and scroll and talk. But here's an example. We're all. F- Fairly or should be familiar with Manchester City. Correct. Circle back to that one. Let's take, for example, Newcastle United, which up until a few years ago was one of the worst teams in professional soccer. In the Premier League, I should say. One of the most devoted fan bases. That too. is true. Give, they give very, the Tune Army their due. They very quickly became the richest soccer club in the world. And coincidence, they are now in the Champions League in a few short years. They've gone from bottom of the barrel to now you're playing on like a continental stage. And they, this conglomerate, this consortium of uh, Saudi-led ownership, uh, purchased Newcastle for over $405 million. Yes. And so the funny story about that, I think he's a sheik that bought uh, bought them. Yep. Is he said, I told them I wanted a new castle and they bought me a soccer team. So yeah. the joke was that he actually just wanted a physical new castle to buy. That's the joke he told, which I thought was pretty funny. But anyway, I digress. Continue. Yeah. And over the last few years, you've had more Arab ownership of clubs all across Europe. For example, we mentioned Manchester City. That's owned by the United Arab Emirates. So the UAE, that consortium, owns Manchester City. Uh, Sheikh Mansour owns Paris Saint-Germain. Oh, sorry. Mansour owns Man, Man City. City. PSG, Mansour, Man City. Wow, that's a... PSG is uh, Qatar's Nasser Al-Khalifi. Oof, this, is, this, might, this might not be smooth. Aston Villa is owned by Egypt's Nasef Sawiris. Sawiris? I'm sorry. And Sheffield United is owned by Saudi Arabia's Abdullah bin Mossad bin Abdullah Aziz Al Saud. Nailed it. That's probably better than I could have done. Yeah, it's not bad. Uh, and then, as we mentioned, Emirates, Etihad Airways, and uh, Qatar Airways, major deals with other European soccer clubs. So they find a team. They throw a shitload of money into it. That team starts performing because they can throw endless amounts of money on it. And there you go. I'm not done. 
I'm 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 gearing up here. Okay. I'm shifting gears. Okay. I just needed to take a sip and like yeah okay yeah fire away the idea that you have all the, pretty much an infinite amount of money because it's all in oil and oil led to real estate and real estate pretty much makes money by itself mm-hmm. so they have an infinite supply of money they're buying up these teams all over europe they created live golf and pretty much like held a gun to the pga tours head as like hey we're stealing all these players we're paying them stupid money and uh what are you going to do about it it's like a, it's it's a well. The other part of it is, and it kind of goes with your your two part is Saudis buying these teams in the Premier League and other leagues, and then having the, they own their own Saudi teams, and and we'll talk about some of the the notable players with players going to these teams, and it was just voted down that there was a, a proposal for a ban for Saudi teams to be able to loan players to the Premier League teams, where basically the owners are the same. Yeah. And it was it was voted down. Yeah. So now because there there are t- talks of Newcastle United, yeah, it has has collaborations with a Saudi team that has t- has players like Ruben Neves, mm-hmm. who we'll we'll talk about in a little bit greater detail when, when we get into the the Saudi league and that that impact isolated from, yes. from this conversation. But they are interconnected. But again, so now come the January transfer window, these two teams that are basically owned by the same person yeah, just can be like, oh, hey, like we're we're riddled. Collusion. With, co- yeah, we're riddled with injuries. We can now be like, oh, hey, can you loan us this player? And they're going to be like, yeah, sure, here you go. Like, oh, we don't know. Don't worry about the wages because it's fucking, it's, it's all the same. Yeah. It, it's, on, it's on our wage bill. So it's definitely, it's it's interesting. Now, from a Liverpool perspective, Listen, I'm, you know, I, I have my gripes with with John Henry, you mm-hmm. know, FSG, but I'm also of the mindset that, unlike certain fans out there, I don't. There, there's not that die-hard Liverpool fan who's a multi-billionaire. It just doesn't exist. So you either have a businessman who's yep. going to run this like a business. He's going to stay in the black. He's going to spend money because yeah, it's winning. Just, it's just something in his is, portfolio. Is pro- winning is profit. You know, profitable, Profit, yeah. but he's not going to put himself in the red, so he's going to stay in the black. So you either have you like him, or you go to this. You know, they would say sell your soul yeah. to yeah. this Saudi who has endless money, right? And it's like, well, where do you fall? Like me personally, I'm I'm cool with you know we 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 stay in our lane. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's frustrating in the transfer window, but look at the team we have now. Like you're, mm-hmm. it's always going to have ebbs and flows, and I just you know, I like I like to keep. The integrity of the team, the integrity of the sport. Which I'm glad you brought that up. Because this is where we dive deep, deeper into a topic known as sports washing. And this is pretty much like pulling the cover over everyone's head and be like, oh, look at this product. Meanwhile, as we know, you've mentioned on this podcast, the World Cup in Qatar was built on slave labor. Fact. Fact. And the idea of what these owners do tied that to using a bidet that is true (laughs) they come in they buy the club they dump a shitload of money into it so people are like oh new shiny thing look at all these goods they're building real estate as a way to like circumvent sneakily like pretty much hide the skeletons in the closet of like humanitarian aspects in their own countries they're throwing their their gold coins over here in europe meanwhile back there their people are oppressed there's zero women's rights well, of course everything's built on slave labor but the idea is like oh we're gonna i want this shiny thing i'm gonna give these people this they'll love us and they'll forget about all the shitty things that we're doing back home i mean that's where you're seeing it i with, get pissed you're seeing it with jordan henderson went over and they did like a a release of him signing for I think it was Al Nasir no Al Etifak yeah you got it yeah I got it okay and so they did it but so Jordan Anderson was a big proponent of the multicolor armband in the Premier League supportive of of the L LGBTQ plus community and so anytime so they did like it was all snippets of him from playing for England playing for Liverpool as like a hey welcome Jordan Anderson welcome to the club and anytime they showed him wearing the armband it was black and white. Yeah, they, they took the color photo out 
and you know a lot of people gave him flack for it and he never really addressed it and even you're even seeing now like steven gerrard is, is a coach for that team yeah. and he's kind of how can you not right what are you gonna you're the coach they're paying you all this well, money you're it, gonna fucking just be like you know they got to make changes like yeah. you're not gonna you're not gonna do it so it's just like you're you're kind of absorbed yeah. into this sport washing this culture it's and just it's tough it's tough to yeah, see it sucks because you obviously want as like an athlete or as a coach you would imagine you want the best for your family. Like if your better days right. behind you, like, oh, hey, here's this opportunity. I can set my family up, my grandkids' grandkids with this stupid money. But, like, there's, like, the moral price of it. There is. And that's where, like, I think I have a super hard time with someone who's done damn near nothing except for just be, like, shit out of somebody. I was Figuratively. Ba- babies come out of the butt, right? Yeah, it's, it's like a cloaca. It's one hole, right? It's like birds? Turtles? No? The, Someone, you you're know you're what? Someone's going to hear that and be like, this fucking guy, you know what? Well, yeah. one hole. It's a universal hole. Anyway, and you're just born and you get everything handed to you because, like, there happens to be, like, oil where you, where you were born mm. and your family has all this money, probably through either legal or illegal means. And it's just like, oh, I want this thing. I'm going to go buy it. And you can't say no. And it's just, it, it, oh. Now I'm now I'm getting pissed. I don't like it. I I don't like it. I don't I don't like it either. And that's like on a you know much. I don't like it. There you go. That's <laughs> where it. I don't like it I because don't. it's different. It's different. I hate it. Yes, obviously. From the, are you done yet? I thought you were going to interject. Sorry. I thought about it. Okay, just drink your wine for yes, a second. Thank you. Let me let me get this out. I don't like it from that aspect either. But I also think that from let's let's kind of take the big picture out of the equation and just look at it from the siloed sport perspective, okay, and from a player perspective and from a fan perspective, okay, okay. So in that, I mean, you're fucking taking all of our players, kind of. Oh, there's that too, so, which also pisses me off. I, d- well, it does it, it does and it doesn't. Like, there's obviously an initial sting, especially so you had. So first of all, I'm gonna I'm gonna read through some of the notable players, and this is I think within like the last year or so that have jumped ship over yeah. to the Saudi league, and then I'll I'll make my point of hmm. the impact. Because you 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 this was your spin on it. This this was, is your approach on this it. This is my approach. Okay, on it. not like let's solve the Ryan Rebecca solve the world problems, and this was just this like, is what happens when I do the reading. I should just yeah, I should just, just show just, up and sure, just. This is purely from a, a soccer fan. So we had. So within the last year, you know, obviously the the first big, well, big, big name was Ronaldo, right? And, you know, everyone was just like, what is he doing? It's the end of his career. And now he's put a face to this. So many more people have come over. They're talking about it becoming such now a popular league that they might get a a Champions League spot, which is going to bring him back into Europe, which that eventually is going to bring TV spots. So it's, it's insane. So I hate it. Because you're just making the rich even richer, and it pisses me off. I'm angry. You are <laughs> angry. But notable names within the last transfer window that <laughs> Ryan is just stewing with his arms crossed, furrowed mustache. Bobby Firmino uh, went from Liverpool to El Hali? Ali? Yeah, got Ali. it. Eduardo Mendy was the goalkeeper for Chelsea, went. Gabri Viega from Celta. Alan St. Germain from Newcastle. He, he might actually come back. Georgina Wijnaldum from Roma. Musa Dembele, Jordan Henderson, Koulibaly from Chelsea went there. Neymar from PSG. Listen, we'll get on. I think we'll have like a Neymar as a piece of shit episode yeah, anyway. Let's. But Ruben Neves, another one. So Alexander Mitrovic, uh, N'Golo Kante, Kareem Benzema, Fabinho, Alex Telles is another one from Manchester United. Laporte, like all these guys. So my big thing is. And it's it's probably one of the reasons I'm not I don't. Lewandowski like, went too, right? He no, Lewandowski plays for uh, Barcelona. He left. He went Bayern. To oh, Barcelona. maybe there was a rumor that he was going to go. Could he could because he's he's not doing a, as great as he was last season. But anyway, my point is that it's all it's all about what you want. Like from a fan perspective, yes, it hurts when a player leaves especially if I think they still had something to offer. Sadio Mane was another name. Now, Sadio Mane is a, is, a, is a good example where most of his wages 
go to his town, his his village in Senegal. Like he's built a hospital. Great guy. He's built roads. He like he still had, I think, when he was on Liverpool. I think one of the players saw he had, still had like a iPhone six with a cracked case. Yeah. And was just like bought him a new. Like he's like he, taking care of. He's taking care. So in that case, where like, he came from. He came to Liverpool. He won everything you could win. He wanted to leave. He went to was first he went to Bayern didn't work out, but then he went to the Saudi league. For me, that's okay. Like you put your dues in, you're a guy who takes most of your wages and puts them to good use. Correct. Now, again, I, I haven't done any further research to make sure he's not living in a lap of luxury right now and is, is screwing over his, his hometown, but I don't think that's the case. So I think this is a guy that has taken that huge paycheck and is now being able to put it to better use where he wasn't getting that kind of money when he was at Liverpool. He got better money when he was at Bayern but now he's getting even better money. So tell you what these guys are doing, sweating their ever living nuts off because they're a, playing a, on the goddamn surface of the sun. So my thing is, from a fan perspective, my mindset is that every player is someone who is just a diehard, and what they want more than anything is the glory. Now yeah. I've been far removed from American football, but I just remember. At the peak of the Patriots, oh. peak of the Patriots, take, you had guys, you had back. guys like Randy Moss. You had these players. You had Ocho Senko. You had these players no, who would okay. take in pay cuts to become part of a system because they knew it was their best chance to win a Super Bowl. Correct. They sacrificed the money because they wanted they wanted the glory. And coincidentally enough, Robert Kraft, owner, was also a fan. He mentions all the time sitting in the old like Schaefer Stadium, like cement bleacher seats and he's like when he made it big he's like i'm gonna freaking so buy the like, team because i love it that's what that's what i want well you have so it's, you have you have you know like these players so in my mind every player is just like i want to i want to live and die by this club i want to win everything there is to win and that's all that matters to me right that's not the case no right so these players they're they're businessmen too and sometimes the the allure of that big paycheck is just too much. Now, guys that are like your thirty, your your thirties over thirty, sure, go to the Saudi league. Like you, you put your time in. But guys are in like their twenties, and it's like you. Some of them were, you know, Koulibaly for one. Ruben Neves still had a long career. I think uh, Mendy, Saint, Mendy's super young. But then again, didn't, Mendy, he have, didn't he have like a charge against him? Eduardo Mendy. I think so. no, Benjamin Mendy. Oh, he was also. Exonerated and is now suing oh, Manchester he, City for oh, lost wages. Oh, so he's trying to yeah. mend different mendy. He's trying to mend those ties. <laughs> no, he's <laughs> trying to burn, oh, burn, okay. yeah. burn everything. Yeah, okay. But anyway, these guys that they they still have a race to run, and it's I it's just surprising that it's not all right. Let me go to a team that I can still compete at the highest level. I can maybe make it in the Champions League, even the Europa League. You know, all these I can win these cups. So it's. That is my issue with the Saudi league, but I think in a, in, a, in a way that sometimes it hurts initially, like that player goes, it's also good because it's like they didn't, they didn't want it, right? If, if they truly, like if they didn't have their heart on what was, what the program was, what the intent was, then right. sure, like, yeah, it sucks to lose their talent, but I, um, their passion wasn't there, so I don't want them on the team. Like Neymar's and excellent example it's, it's also probably one of the reasons i really don't like mbappe yeah i think mbappe is all about the paycheck yeah and is literally just will continue to yeah he'll just be he'll just be a mercenary yeah, yeah. like continue to just david carradine psg <laughs> just one around the neck and one oh, around yeah. the balls <laughs> you know and just keep being like give me more money i'm going to P you know i'm going to real madrid give me so more money an autoerotic asphyxiation and reference it, yeah right <laughs> anyway, so that I mean, so it's just like the, like now. That being said, there was a uh, Twitter image that came where France played Greece, and for some reason, Mbappe specifically went up to Costa Simicas, and no one could figure out why he would talk to him. Yeah. So now, obviously, all the Mbappe uh, to Liverpool. That being said, welcome him with open arms because he's a fantastic player. But personally, I, I would feel bad about it because I just I think it's that that driving the paycheck rather than driving the glory. Because if he really wanted to. He should have left PSG a long time ago because right. great, you're the best team in in you know France. Yeah, it means shit. Like it's yeah, you know, like you could have gone to any other team and challenged for being the best in Europe. Right, but you're just you continually yeah. strong on this team to continue to get more money. And so, it's also 
Saudi, Saudi owned. owned. Yep. Or Qatari owned. Yeah, is it Cater or Qatar? I feel like Qatar has a better role to it, but some people say Cater. Some people say Cutter. Ooh, I don't like that. No, that's bug spray. That's like that's like tomato or bagel. Oh, listen, if I'm watching a British cooking show and they don't say tomato, I'm going to be pissed. Well, maybe then bagel. I don't have problems. Oh, yeah. yeah. You, yeah no, yeah, that's, you uh, fuck that's some communist stuff yeah. right there. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, I just, it. I don't know. I feel icky talking about it. Like the idea that just like money is buying all these players, it's buying these teams, and all the while there's like an absolute like shitstorm going on where they actually live. It like really bothers me. I don't like it. I don't Saudi care for it. Saudi bad. <laughs> Saudi bad. UAE bad. And then as I'm reading, because I did read, as I mentioned, it's, it's, might have mentioned sure once shows. or twice. Yeah. The idea that it's like oh. You know, we're going to do these things, and we're also going to get away from oil, wink, wink. Like, what? Get out, of, get out of here with that. Just like, I'm just, you're getting, you're getting angry, Ryan Rebecca tonight. This is, I'm, I'm, I still have a smile on my face, but deep down. It's not deep down. It's, it's pretty much on the surface. I'm pretty right? angry. I'm yeah. Just fired up. It just up. sucks. It sucks. Yeah. And I understand not every owner is going to be Robert Kraft and be a fan of the team and be like a local guy. But it would be nice that like people just had a little bit more, like you said, the will for glory and the idea of like, I'm going to take this team to the next level. Like the guys who are here can do it versus just like, oh, this is hard. Look at all this money over here. And yes, sometimes cash does rule everything around me, but... I feel that at the heart of sports, it has to be glory-based and not fake fame and monetary-based, which sure. sucks because it's 2023 and it doesn't work that way. What's going to be next? They got soccer. They got form- They got a Formula One race now, just fucking melting tires in the middle of the desert. I mean, I- you could probably be feel safe in traditional American sports. They'll probably hit anything that's more international, so cricket, rugby maybe. It wouldn't surprise me if they aren't already in the cricket, but like then again, well then I, I again like I'm you know I like I yeah. just don't like rugby hear. would be rugby's a good one tennis would be another good tennis, one tennis but tennis is it's your your own right unless they're hosting like they're hosting tournaments yeah, or right they like, do something like live golf and they have their own series oh, so you know like the you know like the four grand slams they have yeah i know i just read something that in 2019 they pretty much sent like a business group over to the states and they were inquiring about NF- nfl oh man, mlb wrong, man. and sure shit wasn't nhl so it was just yeah. nfl mlb I and nba looks like yeah <sighs> i think they were actually there's a they have a bid for the one of the world cups too now yeah i mean they just had it in cutter yeah, but now this one is going to be in Saudi Arabia. Oh, oh God. You heard it here first. Ryan uh, against the Saudi League. I just. It's okay. It's okay. I feel icky. It's okay. It makes me. Un- it just angers me, and I don't like being angry. This is me being vulnerable, folks. <laughs> this is you vulnerable. Good God. Yeah. So, there you go. Got a little history. We did. Really took a deep dive, and yeah, I think we're on the on the same page. I was a little bit more super superficial on this one, whereas you know we, we were kind of like the reversal of the most punchable face. It was true. I was the superficial one. Yeah, where it's just like I like my players. I don't want them to go there. Man, yeah. and you were the one where just like I'm gonna solve all the world's problems yeah. right here with this glass of Lebanese wine. Yeah. Speaking of that wine, love it. Good segue. That's a professional segue. That's a big market transition. That's a that's a that's a episode four segue right I, there. I I really like it. it I do hit, too. It, it it hits hard though. Like it, I'm starting to figure out now that's fourteen and a half percent. Yep. But all in all, smells great. I weirdly and I ate before we started recording. I want like cheeses. I want olives. I want. I need like hand food right now, like finger food right now. Have you ever had Lebanese or Syrian food? Uh, other than what you've made. So, Rishtaya. Bless you. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 also explain how you know this. I'm half Syrian. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Let the people know. Well, I mean, I would. So, that also goes where, you know, how, how good I am with that uh, celebratory yell or roar as, yeah. they, as, they, as they would call it. Actually, it, it, I wanted it, to make sure. So, I asked my, I asked it, my it, mom. It, it's ancestral. I. I 
Ancestral, right? Anse- yeah, not ancestral. Okay, yeah. I, okay. Ancestral. Yeah. So I asked my Cloic- mom. Cloic- like, the cloaca is the universal yeah. whole. So I asked my mom, like, before we saw them, I think over the weekend, and I was like, Mom, like, we're going to do this episode. We're going to have Lebanese wine. We're talking about the Saudi League. And I was like, I'm weirdly good at this. And I was like, it, what's the, like, because at first I was just like, is it like a battle cry? She's like, no, like, it's a, it's a cause for, like, celebration, joy. And so then I went, I, I did, like, a couple uh, <laughs> YouTube videos just to, like, double check. Oh, that. I thought you were going to say you, like, stood in the backyard and just let some rip and yeah. just, just – See, and just just sirens and just and waited like, until uh, and waited until your ancestors part of the sky like uh, Mufasa no, and I just, Lion King. I did, some, I did some additional fact checking, and it's just like yeah, you know, usually at like weddings, like people would. So yeah, it's yeah. not culturally insensitive for you to do it. No, well, so again, but I am, I am just, it, I got, I've got that. It's good. Yeah, it is good. Maybe that's how we'll, we'll, we'll end the episode. So just fade into the sunset with a nice. But anyway, so yeah. We'll have to get you out to have some Lebanese Syrian food because this would be the lightness because yep. it is, Syrian food is not light by any means. There's a lot of a lot of meats, rices, you know. So, but anyway, I enjoy it. I enjoy it more. F- I mean, it is light, and as we, as you know, I'm more of a light in color, light in color, light in mouthfeel. It's it has a great nose. I'm getting a lot of berry on the nose. I still I'm not. I don't get any peppery notes though. That's what I'm not getting. The wine.com said peppery. Right. I don't get I'm I'm getting more berry notes. It's it's a little it's a little tart to me. Yeah, hints of spice and pepper. I'm getting spice. like spice. When you talk about spice, I'm getting like warmer, almost like clove maybe. If I think about it really hard. Yeah, I'm not taste of a smooth smooth backwoods. Yeah. Or a black and nice black and mild. Or like an actual clove cigarette. Remember those? I ask you, you don't know. Mm-mm. No. Those things crackle when you ripped them. Definitely dry on, on the finish, though. See, I'm not getting that. You know, I'm, I'm on board with the thirst quenching. And let's, let's clear the air right now. I had a, I had a, you sound great. I had a dose of uh, prescription of prednisone. Dose. I had the dose. <laughs> they I doused they myself. They didn't put you in a I vat of it. I just <laughs> showered myself in steroids and the Z-Pack. So there ain't nothing. No, you're, uh, no. I'm, I'm in it. And, take the take and the, the governor right off. The, you're you're, the you're moisture, running the, wide open right now. My tongue feels thick. Okay, <laughs> lack of lack no, of moisture. Allergic <laughs> reaction yeah, or something. Just, you're going uh, to anaphylactic <laughs> shock. Get the get the epipen. <laughs> get the Benadryl. No, uh, but I, I do. I I think flavor wise, it's good. I'm probably we'll we'll see how it it finishes at the end of the episode. Yeah. I I mean it's not gonna be. It'll be higher, I think, than the Beaujolais. I don't think it's going to be a wow score. But okay. It's. I agree. It's enjoyable. Yeah. Speaking of EpiPen, while you're filling up, I uh, did tell one of my students who has like a severe peanut allergy. I usually remind her at least like once every couple of weeks. I'm like, hey, I'll I'll stick you with an EpiPen. She's like, oh, okay, no, like that's great. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'll do it. And there was like this. A combination of like relief of like oh like he'll make sure I'm safe and like he'll, and then like you don't even have to be having a reaction yeah. I'm just going to where, is it? where is it <laughs> I'm feeling itchy I was like I know I got to move my thumb so I don't go to the hospital too and she's like oh okay good kid anyway moving on yeah I'm looking to see where we come score wise with this at the end of the episode because I do think this is itching towards a higher score for you I or think for both, for both of, us. of us yeah well we'll see. But that being said, <gasps> is it, time? it is time. And as you know, it's all interconnected. It is time for the most punchable face for none other than our Saudi owned Newcastle United. Now, I do have yep. our fan, the fans have spoken. How many emails? How many emails? Well, I, I had a strong arm. You just, just stroke it up there. <laughs> no, my contact just oh. rolled in the fucking back of my head. So I was just uncomfortably winking at Mike from across the table and it's because my contact is in my brain right now. I am... Well, you can't see it, so it doesn't matter. I cannot see it. But you can, you know, send your best. (laughs) So we've got emails. We have... This... I think the email part might be my favorite part. We have... It's just like... Five emails. Five emails. That's more than last week. We're improving. We are improving. Again, I did have to strong arm a few people to to get it in before the deadline. Okay. We're hoping that it will become organic for some people. But if not... Be ready because I will start messaging you incessantly. Okay. Newcastle 
FC. So the first one comes from William Wallace. Oh, awesome. And first he had gone with John Joe Shelby, which I was like, oh, like, great choice. Like, what a, what a fucking bird beak. Wait, who, who was it? John Joe Shelby. He doesn't actually he's, – he plays in the Turkish League now, so it's not it, – it doesn't really, really work. But, okay. Uh, he used to play for Liverpool. Then he was a Newcastle guy and was just – yeah, I mean, just uh, – I'm assuming terrible because I've never heard of him. He, I mean, he had a, quite a leg, but that was that was about it. He was a bit of a bruiser player, like didn't really have like a good like mentality. Would you know would would get carded easily. Okay. So anyway, so he went with Miguel Almoron. Oh, Miguel. And what he came up with is that it's it really just comes down to his celebration face, which he just he just really disliked. He looks like he'd be a high school bully. Is what is what William interesting. Writes. He didn't want to mock him too bad, but it was also came down to his eyebrows. But it, this was kind of a little okay. bit of deep-seated childhood yeah. regression. Was you know basically someone who needed to grow into his eyebrows and reminded him. I was going to say, his, is he? Will, are you okay? Are we? Reminded him of his brother uh, <laughs> as a kid who also had really big eyebrows and was it was a dick to to William. Uh, so all right, um, yeah, there's definitely some deep-seated anger there. Yeah. So that that was Miguel Almiron. Miguel was, was was Williams was Williams pick. Solid solid pick. I think Almiron it just kind of looks like a toad. Oh, he does have a very He's got like amphibious a frog looking it, face. Yeah, and so like I, I'm not a princess. I'm not gonna kiss it. No, I'm gonna fucking punt it. So yep. There there we go. All right, what do we got next? First write in for Kara. So she had it was a tie, which again we'll we'll try and limit it to to one person. Uh, the tie for me this week for most punchable. Pick face due to the teeth to mouth ratio uh one where the teeth was too large and two where the teeth were too small she has chosen nick pope for too large teeth and karen trippier for too small teeth all right yes not a good uh, good tooth to gum ratio yeah nick nick pope i mean that she, she actually posted a picture that is better. Like if you get the side profile, like his top oh, teeth yeah. are out like a good like two inches from his bottom teeth. Yeah, you can't really tell on the front profile. But good, good punchable face. Trusted, trusted and true. Brooke is back again. And Hi, Brooke. Her choice was Karen Trippier has the most punchable face on Newcastle United because he doesn't even look like a human. Looks like he came That's from outer space with his head shape. That is true. Karen Trippier taking it on the chin. His right face now. looks like a home plate of a baseball field. Yeah, it's, it's boxy. like pentagonal. Yeah, it's uh, it's not great. And I also he's usually compared with Trent because they they're fighting. Well, when they were playing like that position, they were fighting for it, and I always thought that Trent was better. So I agree, Karen Tri- Trippier for his or Kieran Kieran Trippier. Okay. Jess is back again. Hi, and Jess. She says, I got to say, Newcastle didn't have as many punchable faces as we've seen so far, but I still want to punch Kieran Trippier. <laughs> Looks like an extra from Green Street Hooligans. I can see that. Fantastic movie, by the way. We'll, this will probably be brought up on our episode when we do dive into the best, our favorite soccer and uh, or yeah, soccer TV. and movie. Still haven't seen it. That's oh, phenomenal. Any any movie that can make Elijah Wood look like a badass, you know, is probably got to be a pretty good movie. And it's like, a young, organically, it's a got badass. a young Charlie Hunnam in it too. It does. There it go. does. And last but not least, CJ. Hi CJ. Hi CJ. Hey guys, the first face that jumped off the screen begging to be punched was Sandro Tonali. All right, I think we know where Ryan was going. It looks like he's been punched in the face before because that schnoz has definitely been broken a few times. Got that whole. Uh, I'm starting to. All right, hold on. I'm I'm Owen. a little triggered. I'm a little triggered by that. Do you also on. have an Owen Wilson reference? Wow. Uh, also, he reminded me of a knockoff Kylo Ren. That's from the Star Wars movie. God damn it! Played by Adam Driver. This fucking. D- what's he's his not, name? Adam not, Driver. Donald Driver. He's not done yet. Plus, finding out he's been suspended for gambling, which proves he's a dumbass, deserves a punch. Honorable mention, Kieran Trippier. Not sure what it is about his face, but he's got one of those tiny scrunched up faces that looks kind of impish. Like he just farted in a room full of people (laughs) and is so proud of himself. Love the podcast. Cheers, CJ. 
Cheers to you, CJ. Thanks for the write-in. Although, Ryan's a little pissed because yeah. you really... I'm a little pissed, even though CJ did nail it. So, Ryan, who's your pick? Good thing I had a backup. It was going to be former, or no, fellow Paisan Sandro Tonali. I was going to have a uh, Italian on Italian crime here. He does. He looks like fucking Adam Driver, who I can't stand. His face sucks. Oh, oh you don't like Adam Driver? I... I Cannot stand Story, it. Okay, conversation for another time. But anyway. The whole time, that's the one Star Wars movie I've ever watched. And the whole time, just like, this dude sucks. Well, I mean, the movie was terrible. Let's, le- I mean, Adam Driver's not the solo. And he's an idiot because he was gambling. Yes. Moron. Like, if you're a professional athlete and you're gambling on, just don't gamble on your sport. Don't gamble on your team. You fucking idiot. Like, don't do it. So dumb. So dumb. Okay. Now I have to go to my second one. CJ brought up good points. I fucking hate Adam Driver. Fuck that guy. Harvey I like Barnes. I like in, Adam Driver. In his, if you type in Newcastle United FC, click on players, Harvey Barnes's picture looks like a frat boy initiation picture. I, I, not as angry as Sandro Tonali. It is just, he looks like a young pledge, just like. Like his name sh- should be Chad. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Or like Ethan. Like, Ethan. Like, like, just like something about his face, something about the picture. He's in Chet. a suit. He's in a Chet. Is, he's in a suit. He's not in his uniform. He just like has like this shitty grin on his face. Like he's up to no good. Probably plays like D3 lacrosse. And I don't like it. I don't like looking at it. Punch okay. him right in the kisser. Actually, I want to see how big Harvey Barnes is before I, I go further here. 25. Damn, it's going to change 20, your decision to metaphorically years. punch him in the face because of his size. 5'9". Taller than him. Oh. And I'm shrinking at a rapid rate in my in my progressed age. Yeah, He's no. leaning over all those trains. <clears throat> yeah, no. His picture, just don't like it. Not a single bit. Very punchable face. That's my that's my bet. CJ took my thunder. He really did. I had a whole Donald, or Donald Driver. Why do I keep saying that? Who's Donald uh, Driver? He is the actor from Atlanta, who's also played Lando Calrissian in the Solo movie. You give, you, nope. He was in Community. Was He's also a, a, a stand-up comedian. He's black. Wait, Childish Gambino? Yep, there you go. Uh, oh, that's Glover. What did you just say? Donald, Donald you say? Driver. Oh. Uh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> Donald Dr- Oh, fuck. Is there a Donald Driver? Uh, uh, I got egg on my face on that one. Well, maybe there isn't a Donald. Harvey Barnes looks like a walking roofie. Yeah. There we go. Anyway. That's what I was getting. That's so what I was alluding let's to. Let's segue to my pick, Anthony Gordon. Former Everton, just an absolute weasel, Anthony Gordon. Hold on. Okay. I have a picture. You... We talk about a honker that just is itching for five knuckles right into it. He's he's the winner. Not only is he, I mean, he's an Everton. He was an Everton player, so I I don't like him from that get go. He is the biggest diver I have ever seen. He looks emaciated. It's probably from ripping cigarettes. Fucking degenerate. Is he? I don't know. No. Oh, okay. He's got kind of like the look of his face of a guy who just like rips butts. He might be. So he's six feet tall. Oh. I don't know. I have to go through like his like yeah, fighting weight. Why is the height like. Well, if you're going to punch him in the face, like you got to kind of, you know, figure out the logistics. Is, I mean, if anything, it'd be a sucker punch. Like you're going to be run. I'm going to be run from like 20 yards away. He weighs 130 pounds soaking yeah. wet. Yeah. Officially, unofficially. Anyway. So Diver. That's okay, a great pick. Everton player. He's ugly as sin. Ugly as sin. He married. Uh, in, on the inside and the outside, let's clear the air there. I'm not just being superficial. Okay. And he was, and I, I don't like Everton, I'm, but he was such a bitch the way such he wanted to leave. And yeah, I just like, just watch, watch highlights. I, he might have. Someone s- made it with him. He's got a kid. Paid for it. <clears throat> <laughs> he might have some of the higher. Actual yellow cards for fabrication in the Premier League for simulation, which is saying something because it's something they never call. And I just want to sock him right in his thin, emaciated, cigarette-smoking bird beak. beak. So that is my pick, Anthony Gordon. 
There you go. It's a good uh, good smattering of uh, Newcastle United. I mean, Kieran Trippier from our fan base pretty much took the brunt of it for I think three, three or four. A nice. A, we'll have a good a good collage of images on the social media oh, post, wait. and I'm gonna pick some some winners, Man. some winners. Man, I respect CJ for picking that. I do too. Uh, I had a whole. I just. You got the Star Wars thing in there. It's all right. Yeah, he, hey, when you're right, you're right. When you're good, you're good. Might, might have to have CJ on for for a live, a live, just like all day punchable face. Jesus. Buddy, do we need to lock that thing down? I'm very active hands tonight. I'm very. I'm. I'm I've tried so hard to not like, talk with my you hands. Like the, like I the Ricky Bobby. Have him up by your face in the interview until you need to grab your no, wine. Because this is what happens when I get angry. I yeah. talk with my hands, and I can't talk I with my hands. I can't edit the I got fucking too, whacking of the microphone. I got too much going on here. That's it. We're, we've bought the. Well, we're gonna upgrade our, our setup shortly. Oh, we're so gonna it, sound so smooth and so sexy. It's not on fucking shoeboxes. Mike, this might have been our angriest episode. I don't know if it's gonna come across in this audio medium. I'm still angry. I can see. So let's let's take it back. Okay. All right. Let's let's close that chapter. Hmm. And let's 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 talk about who we are going to pick for next episode. Ooh! Now, I don't have a team right now, so I'm going to ask: Do you have a team that you think we should pick for next episode? Yes, I do. Okay. Because I like a good underdog story. Are you going to go with Luton? I am. You're going to go with yeah. Luton Town? Okay. Yeah. All right. Luton Town. They're pretty much playing in a barn. Life. Yeah, so we'll I think we'll we'll probably we'll talk a little bit oh, about yeah, Luton Town in, yeah. the, in the next episode. So won't give it away, but for our fans out there, Luton Town is going to be the team for next episode. There's really no tie-in to the, the main topic or the wine. We just are we doing relegation next week? We are not. Okay, that's why there's a schedule. No tie-in. Oh, okay. Yes, I well, figure. You know what? If we don't get to them, we're gonna get- now's the now's the time to do it. Oh yeah, because. With you never know. Two, two a month, we'll be close. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, Luton Town, start taking a look. I have no vested interest in this team. This is probably going to be pure superficial. Oh, yeah. I think my my first time. Okay. So yeah, Luton Town, get get those uh, start writing those in. We're, we're probably another two weeks out from our first December episode, so you got some time. Yeah. Folks that have written in before who I know and now have your contact information. You will be hearing from me to keep those submissions going. So now that we know the team, yep. Rye, let's talk about final thoughts on this wine and score. So my last sip, I just got a little bit more of the dryness. It wasn't as thirst quenching as it was before. I would definitely do this wine again. Like this was a real, this, I was a little apprehensive seeing that I've never had Lebanese wine before, but I guess like reading more into it, it's, you know, Mixed with wines that I am familiar with. Yeah. Kind of, Two know. main grapes that we've actually made wine with. Th- that is true. And we had this past weekend. Mm-hmm. And don't be afraid of it. Don't be afraid of it. Yeah, I mean, go to your I... local liquor store. I mean, maybe not your local one. We went to the, so this wine came from Yankee Wine and Spirits, and they have several locations. Yeah, like a larger distributor. But yeah, so you know what? You've gone first. Let me, I'll give my final thoughts and score. So I think. It is, it's definitely, it's a, it's a, it is truly a nice, light drinking wine, although this has more punch than the Beaujolais. I think the Beaujolais for me was just too light, too easy drinking. Like your feet, you know, cause that one was almost, it was just over 13% was the Beaujolais. 13.18. This is, this is 14, 14 and a half, 14 and a half. So you're, you're feeling a little bit more as by our, our fiery conversation. I think you, you can tell the, the wine, but it's it's got pretty good color, you know, nice a nice ruby color, good nose. Again, I it's fruit forward on the nose. I think I feel like it's always been for me. I'm I'm not getting any. Yeah, we haven't got like a super like oaky vanilla tobacco right, right out the gate. So maybe yeah. that's something we put on the docket of like. Yeah, try and try and find one. I mean, it is. It's it's good. It's light. Again, not really. Too much in the legs department if you kind of squirrel it in your glass, but it's it's tasty. I think I I get a lot of blueberry up front. I get a really dry finish as again moisture is is missing in my mouth, but in a good way. So I'm gonna give this. I gave the Beaujolais a seven two. 
I'm going to give this a 7-6. I like that. That's a good score. So that like is that my lot. score. Rye, what do you got? Mm, I think it's held up the whole episode. Like I said, I would love to do this with like hummus, pita, cheeses. Like I feel like this, because it is Lebanese, I feel like, you know, it's like kind of the pomp and circumstance, but like I want that. Safety first, uh, if you ever say pita in front of a Syrian or Lebanese person, you might get hit. It's pita chips, maybe, Syrian bread. Notice. So. Notice. Okay. I don't think we're going to cross the eight threshold just yet. I would hope not on this one. This was good, but like I would be, we'd be setting a dangerous precedent if we were in the eights for this. Yeah, but this, I mean, you still get two whole, two whole decimal points, or two whole solid points to go. Yeah, but... Well, I mean, for me, I don't think this beat the the Syrah, the Petite Syrah. Okay. So, but anyway, um, your score is your score. I'll go, because I gave the Beaujolais a 7-8, I believe. Yes, you did. I'm going to go, I'll go 7-9 on this. This is definitely better than the Beaujolais, but just by a hair, because I think it's a little bit more bold, which both of us like in a wine. But I'm on, I've been speaking the praises of the Beaujolais, and I think now, if I do see Lebanese wine, I'm not going to be afraid of it. I'm going to say... Come with me. Yeah. Yeah. I've been on a podcast. We can, we're brothers now. Yeah. <laughs> you belong to me. So that leads us into, we've told the people, it's Luton Town, next episode. Tell the folks what we will be drinking next episode, and I will tell you, because I don't think I have, how that ties into the topic. Awesome. We are drinking a Vina Zorzal, which is a Spanish wine. It is 100% Graciano. They had a bunch of Spanish wines. I know you like Riojas. You like uh, Tempranillos and Grenaches. So I'm curious about this one. So I picked this up. The front has a bird on it. It has a massive, like, heart type. I'm going to post the picture, buddy. You don't have to paint. I know, but it's pretty heavy metal. I'm on board with with this bottle. So the reason that I asked you to pick up Spanish wine is... Spanish. Because our next topic is we're going to talk about... Coaching in the modern era. Ooh, okay. The kind of going into how coaches these days deal with superstars. Do some do it better? Is that you know talking about coaches of old, how they handled it? And the reason that I chose a Spanish wine was because Zabi Alonso, recent coach of Bayern Leverkusen, is doing wild stuff in the Bundesliga. Is if not top of the league, is just chasing the coattails of Bayern Munich. Mm -hmm. If you've ever watched their style of play, it's it's beautiful. So obviously Spanish descent. We won't be solely focusing on him, but coaches in general. But as I think he he's one that I, I wanted to highlight. That's why we are going to be drinking a Spanish wine. I might go straight up mustache, no beard next week and like Ditka glasses on because we're talking about coaches. It is an audio only podcast, so only I will be able to see how. No, you can snap a picture of me just like furrowed brow, just like sitting over here, just like arms crossed in like a coach's position. Because I've got, I'm going to bring my standpoint to the table next week of what it's like to coach superstars. In... No, to manage egos. Yeah, of course. Yes, as Ryan coaches, has coached many years at different levels. It's true. So, yeah, I would love to hear that perspective. I don't have that perspective, so I will just be weighing my thoughts on from the professional stage. Correct. I'm doing no reading next next episode. Buddy, you don't have to. Nice. Like that. <laughs> yeah. It's that time, my friend. Awesome. And as always, we'd love, absolutely love to keep going, but God damn it, V-A-R-E-U. We're officially out of wine and thus need to put the final cork into this episode and say, listen to us next time on another exciting episode of Vino Volley. Right, guy? Takes out. And as always, remember to sip and soccer responsibly. We bid you a Freddy adieu.